understanding. Let's turn to John 15, 1 and 7, and you can turn the music. John 15, 1 and 7. And we're dealing with staying connected. John 1 and 7, and I'm going to be, uh, John 15, 1 through 7, and I'm going to be reading from the Passion Translation um, Bible. It says, I am a true sprouting vine, and the father who tends the vine is my father. And the farmer, excuse me, who tends the vine is my father. He cares for the branches connected to me by lifting and propping up the fruitless branches and pruning, pruning every fruitful branch to yield a greater harvest. The words I have spoken over you have already cleansed you. And so you must remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will, will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to mine. I am the sprouting vine and your my branches as you live in union with me as your source fruitfulness will stream from within you but when you live separated from me you are powerless if a person is separated from me he is discarded such branches are gathered up and burned up are gathered up and thrown into the fire to be burned in the next verse last one but if you live in life union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask whatever you desire, and it will be done. Praise God. As you take your seats, just tell someone, say, the benefits of connection. The benefits of connection. My subtopic today is, in, in the midst of staying connected, is the benefits of connection. The benefits of connection. Here in, in our text, um, Jesus is talking to the disciples. And, and in um, the 14th chapter, he had another conversation with them. And he was saying that, look, some perilous times are going to come. Um, but there, there is a home that I'm going to prepare for you. I'm going away, but I'm going to prepare a place for you. You know, you don't have to worry about where you go when you die because if you're connected to me, that um, I, I'm going away to prepare a place. And he was comforting them to let them know that there is life after what they see. There's life after what we go through. And a lot of times we don't understand that there are things that we go through or even now. Things may be wonderful and we're doing so much to build up things here on earth. But these things that we are trying to build up, these things that we are trying to work for, these things that we are pressing so so hard after, guess what? It's going to fade away. It's, we're exerting so much energy in things here to make us comfortable, but yet forsaking our relationship of forsaking building up what really works the bible says that that we should try to build up things that moth and and fire and dust and all of those things will not corrupt but what we do is and the world has caused us to say get more money be more be successful um um get this job do this thing get this and that and, and we take more time and focus more energy on what's here versus our connection with the Father and building up the connection with the Father. Um, let me just tell you something that the Lord shared with me this week. The Lord shared with me this week is, is that when you find yourself in a place of desolation, when you find yourself in a place of, of quietness, when you find yourself in a place of, of isolation, don't be so quick to move. But stay there and take that opportunity to strengthen your relationship with God. Stay there and take that moment to dig in and get closer with God to, to strengthen your relationship. But a lot of times, if I was to sit here right now, and I'm guilty of this, if I was to sit here right now and stop talking, somebody would say something because they don't like silence. But silence is not always your enemy. Silence is a good thing. 
because that is the time that we could take and give the father the opportunity to talk to us and to talk to us through his word and so Jesus was saying saying look you know I'm going away but don't worry about it I'm going away to prepare a place for you he was on his way they were on their way to Gethsemane and so in uh, 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 the 14th the 15th chapter is where we pick up with and um, I just wanted to use my imagination and as I was doing some studying it was saying that um, Jesus may have been walking through a vineyard. He may have been walking through some, some grape vines and some other vines. And so he used this analogy to the disciples in order to, to uh, 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 bring home something that they would understand. And I shared this on Wednesday. My, my passion and my desire for the people of God and when I get up to 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 share with you what the Lord has given me is that it just not be head knowledge that you just not embrace the truth in your mind but that you begin to embrace the truth in your heart because it's when you embrace the truth in your heart that change comes we can have it here all day long but if it never reaches here there's not going to be a lasting change why do we need to let it move from here to here because our minds are, are, are just everywhere sometimes our minds are fickle we could be up one day down the next we could be this way our minds have the tendency to add to and take away from what God really has intended for it to be and so we have to uh, ask God God help me to embrace your word in my heart because it's in our heart. It says that the, with the heart, the man believes in our heart. So my, my passion is that we embrace the word of God in our heart. And these truths that are spoken to you, that we embrace them in our heart. There is a lot of good, good nuggets in, um, in, in this chapter, in this uh, John 15, uh, verses 1 through 7. And so... Let's start and look at, at, at verse 1. And before I move to verse 1, I want to define to you connection or to connect. What it means to connect is to join or to bind or to fasten together. It means to link up or to tie or to hold on to. To hold on to. To connect means that to establish a relationship with. And so when, we talk, when we're talking about staying connected, we're talking about staying connected to the Father. We're talking about staying connected um, to our passion, our first love. If you go back over into uh, Revelations, it says that, I think it was the church of Ephesus. It says, you know, he says that I, I cast you out or I know you not. It says because you lost your first love. And so what I want to do is I want to connect you to your first love. I want to help you to become more intimate with your first love. Your first love, you remember when you first got saved, it was wonderful, it was lovely. You know, uh, uh, it, 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 was, it was, you know, I know for me, and I speak for me, I, I wanted to tell everybody about Jesus. You know, I wanted to go and, and just share everything about Jesus. But then somewhere along the line, life started to seep in. Negativity from other people started to seep in. The lack of acceptance from other people started to seep in. And it caused my passion to wane. It caused my passion to diminish. Um, and so what we want to do is we want to establish and reestablish a connection and a, and a passion for God. And, and it's going to be through these series that we're going to learn how to do this. So in, in verse uh, 1, it says that I am the true sprouting vine and the father who tends the vine is my father. When I looked at that, I, 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 it, what jumped out at me, uh, another translation says that I am the true vine. I am the true vine. So it means that if, if he's saying that if he's having to establish to the disciples that I am the true vine, then there must going to be some counterfeits that's going to come about. There's going to be some people that's going to be claiming to be the true vine. But Jesus is saying that I am the true vine. 
um, I, I, I thought about it uh, when I looked at vines. There are a lot of things that grow on vines. There are tomato vines. Am I right? There are uh, grape vines. There are what else? What else do grows on vines? Come on. Uh, I want to go there just yet. I want to go there. What, what's something that's edible that grows on a vine? Kiwi, Kiwi grows on vines. Um, huh? Strawberries. St- strawberries is a plant. Um, I think butter beans grow on a vine or peas grow on a vine. Squash, string beans grow on a vine. There are things that are edible that grows on the vine. But then there are vines that things that are not edible. And, and um, uh, Sister Kathy said it. You wouldn't go to a poison oak or a poison ivy vine and try to grab a hold of it. Because why? It's going to cause an adverse effect. So there are vines that we, is, we identify with as providing fruit, providing nourishment, but then there are vines that we can attach ourselves to that can infect us. There are vines that we can attach ourselves to that are very toxic and very poisonous for us. And even I was looking at, um, there's a particular vine that is like a little red berry or little red uh, 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 fruit grows on it, but it is so deadly if you try to eat it. And so we have to, uh, uh, Jesus said that I am the true vine. He's telling the disciples, look, there's going to be some people that are going to come before, come after me, that are going to try to get you to attach yourself to them. But I'm letting you know that I am the true vine. But then not only that, the farmer who tends the vine is my father. The one who comes and makes sure that the vine is proper and true is my father. Let's go to verse 2. Verse 2 says that, um, and he cares for the branches connected to me by lifting and propping up. And I wanted to use this translation because a lot of us would look at, um, uh, say, the New King James Version. And it says that, uh, let me go to verse 1. The New King James Version says, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So when you look at that verse in, uh, in um, the New King James Version, your, your mind immediately says that if you don't bear fruit, the Father is going to take me away. The Father is going to cut me off from him. Is that the way you guys see that? You know, he's going to take away. But really what it really means is, is that um, if we look at the Passion Translation, when that word take away really means that he's going to lift us up and prop us, prop us up. He's going to lift us and he's going to prop us up. And so in order to... Uh, Stay connected. We have to stay to the Father so that he can prop us up. So that when we're feeling low or feeling down or when we're going through a situation, he can prop us up. Let's get back to, um, let me go through this. He says, and then every fruitless branch and prunes every fruitful branch to yield a greater harvest. He prunes it. Prunes it means to sever. He cuts away those things from us that would stop us from bearing fruit. That stops us from bearing fruit. So that you can yield more fruit. And I like what this translation said. It says, the words I have spoken over you have already cleansed you. So, with a grapevine. You ever seen a vine that the, the fruit was so heavy that it was sagging down? And sometimes what happens is it sags so much until it touches the ground. And when it touches the ground, when it rains, it may get muddy, it may get dirty. But what Jesus says, I come and I lift you up. I prop 
propped you, I prop you up, and then I allow my word to cleanse you. My word of life will cleanse you of every way of thinking, of every way of thinking that's not like me. Y'all understand what I'm saying? His word cleanses. And then verse 4, number 4, it says, So must you remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. I like, listen to what that says. It says, you must remain in union with me. That's a choice. We have a choice of whether we are going to abide, whether we are going to stay, whether we're going to stay connected, or we are going to disconnect. Or whether we're going to, to uh, 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 decide that I'm, I'm done with this and it's not turning out the way. We make that choice. But even when we make that choice, Jesus says, for I remain in life union with you. No matter what you choose. I'm going to stay in union with me. Now, if you totally turn your back on me, Holy Spirit is going to continue to, to prompt you, going to continue. But Jesus said that I remain in life union with you. No, you may seem, it may seem like right now that where is Jesus? Where is God? What is going on? But God says that I will never leave you nor forsake you. He says, for I remain in life union. I stay connected. I'm linked up with you. I'm in relationship with you. The only person that can, can, can disconnect and fall out of relationship with me is you. You are the one that makes the choice whether you want to fall out of relationship. Because <laughs> he ain't going to dump you. He's not going to dump you. So when we look at the benefits of connection it says I am the sprouting vine and you're you're my branches and as you live in union with me as your source fruitfulness will stream from within you fruitfulness will stream from within you it means that it's, fruitfulness is not going to come from out here it's not going to come from you getting this and running after this and trying to make this fruitfulness it says it comes from where from within. From within. And so the thing that we neglect the most is our spirit man. The thing that we feed the less is our spirit man. The thing that we build up the less is our spirit man. We spend more time trying to build up the things that are in the natural realm. Because that's what we can see. And we spend little time building this up in here. Anybody been guilty of that? I, I had a phone conference on this week and, and uh, with some other pastors. And, and the pastor told me, they said, Pastor Wendy, give 10% of your time to God every day. Give 10% of your time. That's two hours and what, 40 minutes? Two hours and 40 minutes, give it to God. Just 10%. And I said, okay, I'm up to it. 10%. Sometimes we can't even give 10 minutes to God. We can't even give 5 minutes to God. Because we're thinking about the next thing that we need to be doing. We're thinking about the next place that we need to be going. We're, we're so consumed. And that the enemy desires to disconnect us by overwhelming us through the cares of life. <laughs> through the cares of life and I've been there through the cares of life he, he, and it doesn't happen overnight it doesn't happen overnight an ant is not going to eat a whole grape in one but an ant is going to take it bit by bit bite by bite and the enemy seeps in slowly but surely to cause us to lose our connectivity. But it says that if we would just stay connected and recognize that he is our source, fruitfulness will flow from within us. And it says, but when we live separate from him, we're powerless. We have no power. And it says that if, if, if we are separated from him, not only that, we're thrown into the fire to be burned. But I like what verse 7 says. It says, but if you live in life union with me, and if my words live powerfully, within you 
So that means it gets from here to here. It's just not you coming on Sunday and you hearing it and then you go away. But it's like you meditate on that word. You regurgitate it and it gets in here. You begin to quote it. It becomes a part of your lifestyle and it's no longer I'm reading the word or I'm reading books and I got all of this head knowledge but no heart knowledge. And it says if you let it get into me, it get into you, it says that whatever you ask, whatever you desire, it will be done. The reason why it will be done is because you will be so, so in tune with God. You will be so in relationship. You remember I said to connect means to establish a relationship. It means to fasten or bind together so that when the word gets in here, that word is so bound with you. That word is so intertwined with you that when you open your mouth, you're speaking the very word of God. When you ask, you're speaking so in line with what God would have for you. And so, I need to give you three points. In order to stay connected, there are three things that we must do. In order to stay connected and receive the benefits of what it is that God has for us, God says that I'll give you the cow. I'll give you the word. I mean, I will do everything because you're my child. And I, it, it, the benefit, one of the benefits of being connected to the father is that he has everything. He owns everything. He knows everything. Somebody was taking an exam this week, and I've been there before, Sister Pamela. I've been there before where I'm taking an exam, and I don't know what in the world. I don't know the answers, but I sit there, and I call on Jesus. And he gives me the answers. And so I told Sister Pamela, take the anointing oil. Anoint your head. Anoint your eyes. Anoint your ears. Anoint your mouth. Anoint your tongue. There has been times that I have done that and did not know what to do. And I'm saying, God, I done put all of this here to help it to come out. And God will give me the answer. God will give me the solution. Because I made him my source. I didn't rely on what I learned in the books. Truth be told, I'm not a great test taker. But I can tell you one thing. If I put God as a good test taker. And so when I go in and I'm like, God, help me figure this out. If I got a situation that I'm facing and I'm saying, Lord, I don't see no way. I don't know what's going on. God says just to rest. Stand still and see the salvation. Stand still and see me deliver you. Don't you move to the left or don't you move to the right. You stand right here and see my salvation. That's letting the knowledge from here get into here. And the truth of the matter is, is that when I stand, I'm exhibiting that God, I trust you. God, you're my source. So in order to stay connected There are three things that we must do. And number one, (laughs) we must examine our connection. Examine our connection. What do I mean? Examine our connection. Verse one says that I am the true sprouting vine. Verse 5 says, I am the sprouting vine and you're my branches. And as you live in union with me, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. Fruitfulness will flow from within. Examine the vine that you're connected to. Are you being fruitful? Is what you're doing fruitful? Are you overflowing with the fruit of God? Let's look at, and I don't think I have it in there. Let's look at um, Galatians 5.22. Five, uh, yeah, 5.22. Galatians 5.22. And it's talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And it says, but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit, meaning that the fruit that will be produced from connectivity with the Father, the fruit that will be produced 
from your connection is going to be love that overflows. It's, excuse me, all of these are encompassed in love, but it's going to be joy that overflows. Joy is going to be overflowing in your heart. Well, I ain't got nothing to be happy about. I ain't, you know, you always, y'all, you ever been around somebody that's been doom and gloom and, you know. But it says that joy that overflows, that means that you are going to have so much joy that when you come into the room, everybody else is going to get joy. Everybody else is going to feel the joy. But you know that you're connected to the wrong vine when you ain't got no joy. Examine your connection. It says the peace that subdues. In other words, subdue is going to take you over. The peace that, that takes you over and no matter what you're going through, no matter what's going on in life, you have a peace that surpasses all understanding. If you have no peace, you need to check your connection. The next one says kindness in action. In other words, you're going to be kind and it's going to be put into action. It's so funny because this week um, I was, I went somewhere, it was Friday, and I went somewhere, Friday evening traffic, decided I was going to make a detour, stop by a store, went on the way, I was on the way home, and this young lady in a very, very busy, busy, busy intersection had broke down in the turn lane. And everybody was just passing her by. And I saw the, 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 the frantic, um, the, the uneasiness. And when I'm talking about this was a busy, busy city street. Battlefield Boulevard. It was like extremely busy. Five o'clock traffic. And this young lady had ran out of gas. And so I, I, I pulled up. And she had left her car there where her, her flash was on. Everybody, everybody else was getting mad. Well, why, you know, ah, got to go by. And so she's standing there, and I'm going to try to let her cross the street. And she said, no, she was going to another side. So I said, okay. I went down the street and turned around, made a U-turn, and followed the young lady to where she was going. She was going across the street to a gas station. I went over there to the gas station, and I said, do you need some help? I said, would you like for me to help you? And she said, yes. She had a gas can in her hand. She went and got the gas. She said, ma'am, she said, I want to put this gas in your car. I said, don't worry about that. Put the gas in the car. We went back to where her car was, and it was in a turn lane, at the very beginning of the turn lane. And I pulled behind her, and as before she was getting ready to get out, I just began to talk to her. She had been displaced. She had uh, uh, fell on hard times in Georgia and decided to move here to Virginia, and was staying here in Virginia with her kids, but had fallen on hard times, and was here feeling hopeless. And I just began to talk to her, and I said, you know, it's not always going to be like this. You may be going through, and the lady started breaking down crying right there in the car with me. And she was like, ma'am, you don't have to wait. I'll just go ahead. No, I will stay here. So what I did was I positioned my car so that all of the other cars coming up behind would not hit her. And I sat there as she was struggling trying to put gas in her car, trying to put the gas in her car. And let me tell you something. I said, you know, it, as I was sitting in the car, I just had a glimpse of how, how into us we can be. We can be so into us. What it concerns me, what concerns my life, where I need to go. I, when I'm talking about I, I, so many cars, because we stood there, we sat there for about 30 minutes. So many cars went by, not one person stopped to say, could I help y'all? Not one person. And lo and behold, not even a cop came by. I was praying for a cop. Not even a cop. But every, and then I was sitting in my rearview mirror and people would not realize that I had my four-way flashers on, would get mad. Because I was, and I was like, I was waving them, and it, and it, I mean, they were irate because somebody was in need. They, and so we can get like that as children of God. We can get so consumed with our own life that we're not 
exhibiting kindness and the love, the fruit. Check your connection. Check your connection. It says a life filled with virtue, virtue, integrity. At another incident, I went, went to the grocery store and I rolled my card out to the grocery. I had unpaid for everything and lo and behold, down at the bottom, I had forgot to pay for something. And I looked, I said, oh my goodness. I didn't think, well, I'm going to go out on and put it in my car anyway. I know some of y'all would have did that. I'm messing, I'm messing. <laughs> I went back in the store and I put the thing back on the belt and I said, I forgot to pay for this. And the man who was in front of me, he said, wow, that's integrity. He said, because I would have put it in my car. And the cashier said the same thing. She said, I would have put it in my car too. Got all the way to the car. But I said, I got to go back. Because it doesn't matter who's not seeing me. Because I'm connected to the Father. I'm connected. The blood of Jesus flows through my veins. Truth and honesty. Jesus is truth. He's not going to allow me to walk in a lie as long as I'm connected. I could have taken it and went on about my business. But I said, nope, I'm going back. And I felt good about it. Examine your connection. It says gentleness of heart and strength of spirit. Your heart is gentle. Examine your connection. Number two, don't neglect connection. Don't neglect connection. Hebrews 10 and 25 says not giving up, meeting together. (laughs) Meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. It's all right for me to stay home from church today. They ain't going to, you know. It's all right for me to stay home and, from Wednesday. Not giving up meeting together. Because if you do it one time, it becomes, more than one time, it becomes a habit. It gets easier and easier. We have developed a habit that I don't need other people. I can interpret the word for myself. But if we could do all of that, then why in 1 Corinthians, I think it is, where it talks about that he gave some teachers, prophets, apostles, teachers, for the edifying and the building up of the saints. If you could do it all, why would Jesus even need to say that I've called them? Don't neglect connection. And it says that some are in the habit of doing So, I can interpret it for myself. Nobody else is right. You don't want to receive anything because that ain't the way that it's interpreted to me. But it says, but encouraging one another. When we come together like this, when we come together for a fellowship, we encourage one another. We build up. Your very presence builds up. And I know that you guys, when you come in here on a Sunday or a Wednesday or any time, you build my spirit up. I don't, that's why I don't neglect it. It was so funny. I called Sister Nikki. And I was trying to get an excuse. Y'all didn't know this. An excuse to cancel Empowerment Wednesday. <laughs> y'all, come on, y'all. I was like, I just want to stay home and chill. And Sister Nikki said, mm. and I know when she says, mm, I better think again. That's <laughs> so I did. I said, well, I tell you what, I'm going to make a phone call. I made a phone call, and this person said, yeah, Pastor Wendy, I'm coming out. I said, okay. Did I call you back? I did. I called her back, and I said, we're going to do it. And then when I got there, when people started coming, It was like I started feeling encouraged. But I had started doubting that I had made the right decision. I had started. Y'all act like y'all ain't never been there before. I'm like, God, did you really tell me to do this? But when I tell you, we had a ball. But I could have talked myself out of it. I could have said that, you know what? I'm not. I'm going to put out a mass text. And we're not going to have Empowerment Wednesday. 
but I was built up. And when we connect with other people, connect with, with others, we are built up and encouraged. And somebody told me this on this week. Your connections ought to build up. When you leave from being connected or when you leave from around that person, you ought to feel built up, you ought to feel encouraged, and you ought to feel inspired. Built up, encouraged, and inspired. And whatever you're connected to, if it's not building you up, if it's not inspiring you, and if it's not edifying you, then that means you must need to disconnect. Disconnect. So don't neglect connections. And number three, my last one, don't fight the process of connection. Don't fight the process of connections. What do I mean? Let's look at The last verse, no, 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 no. Let's look at verse 2. Don't fight the process of connection. The word says he cares for the branches. God cares for us. He cares for us intimately. There's enough God to go around for all of us. But it says that he cares for the branches connected to me by first lifting you up. By lifting the branch up. Connection. Do we fight God lifting us up sometimes? Do we fight? God says that he try, He says hold your head up. But you got all these thoughts. You got all of these things going through your mind. That's dragging you down. Instead of pulling in every thought and every imagination that exalts itself against the will of God. Are you digging into the word of God that will allow yourself to be lifted up? You fight it though. You fight being lifted up. You fight being connected. And the next one says that he cares so much for the branches that are connected that he props us up. There are times in, in, in what, when, when uh, the analogy there is that when the grapevine gets so heavy and so thick, there are, it's weighted down. It's weighted down. And there are times that we are so weighted down. And God says that I want to lift some of your burdens. Cast all of your cares upon me. And then not only that, he comes along and he says, I need to prop you up. There are times that you're feeling so heavy and from the cares and the things that you're going through is that I am here to prop you up. I am here to strengthen you. Hide up under the shadow of my wings. You don't mount up with wings like eagles. I'm here to prop you up. Don't fight the propping of God. There are times that God will say, leave this alone because it's dragging you down. Leave this person alone because it's not adding value. It's dragging you down mentally and physically. And I come to the realization on this week that we sometimes can focus so much of our energy over here that we're neglecting this over here. And God says, don't exert energy over here. Exert it over here. Don't fight connection. And then the pruning process. And this is what we don't like. It means to sever. To sever. God's saying to some of us, I've shown it to you that this over here is not yielding any fruit for you, but you still want to be connected. This over here is not doing anything for you. It's pulling you down. But yet you still want to stay connected. And God says that, allow me to prune that away. Allow me to sever that from you. But we want to keep. 
When God severs it, we keep attaching it back. When God severs him, we keep attaching him back. When God severs them, we keep attaching them back. Because I need them. But God says that, stay connected to me because I'm your source, not that over there. I'm your source. I'm your source. God says, I'm your source. I'm going to give you life and that more abundantly. I'm going to give you hope. I'm going to give you peace. Let's stand to our feet. The benefits of connection. And in order to stay connected, we have to examine our connection. We have to not neglect our connection. (laughs) Thank you, Holy Spirit. The other way we can neglect our connection is that we don't prepare to meet him. And when I say prepare to meet him, we don't prepare. We don't prepare ourselves mentally, spiritually, and physically by doing what it takes to build ourselves up. I, I tease Hannah and Gio because they but I guarantee you before they said I do and even sometimes now when they were dating they got themselves ready. Didn't you? I think this outfit would look good today. You prepared. Where are we going to go today? Or what are we going to do today? How are we going to spend time together? Because they were becoming connected. Do we do that with the Father? Father, what are we going to do today? How are we going to spend the day? What you want me to do today, Dad? How are we going to spend our time together? But no, what we immediately start doing, we start planning our own day. And then if there is enough time for God, or we may even give God 30 minutes, I'll give it to you. But how many of you are willing to give him 10% of your day? That's too much, God. But he says, I want to connect. I want to connect with you. I want to connect with you. I want to connect. I want to connect with you. Let's bow our heads. Maybe something something in today's message. Print your heart. Maybe you've connected yourself to some things that or a person or got you going too much really has you going too much examine that connection and I hear the scripture that says that life is more than meat or drink. In other words, life is more than what we're pursuing after. You guys, see it now when will we see that we don't have much time tomorrow is not promised to us (laughs) 
can look at the things that's going on in this world and see that we don't have much time. But we're so consumed with what's here and now that we're forsaking what will last. And look at that virus that's taking people out in the droves. And we become so complacent and said it will never fall upon my doorstep. We become comfortable. We need to examine our connection. Don't neglect your connection. And don't fight the process. And I just hear right now that what we need to do is we need to pray a prayer of recommitment. Anybody feel like that they need to recommit? Say, God, let me be passionate about you again. Let me be hungry for you again. And I'm, I'm in that bunch. God, I want to be hungry for you again. Father, I surrender myself to you now. Make me hungry again. Help me to embrace your word, God, in my heart. Help me to crave after you more than I crave after the things of this world. Help me to be hungry for you, God, more than I'm hungry for the things of this world. God, I desire and I'm hungry for your character to be developed inside of me, God. And for you to impact and to, to uh, infiltrate my life, God. That God, when people see me, they see you and I'm not compromising with the things of this world, God. compromising God but I put you first I put you first God <laughs> God I'm not going to give you second place but I give you first place I'm not going to give you my tired worship but I give you my energetic and all of me God I worship you give you the throne I put you on the throne of my heart now the throne of my life because God you're a jealous God and you're not going to share your attention with anything else so God anything that I have connected with that has caused my attention to be diverted and distracted from you God I disconnect from it now and I connect to you Jesus name I yield myself to you in Jesus name God I give you first in Jesus name I thank you God because you're the one that's lifting me up you're the one that's propping me up you're the one that's strengthening me God <laughs> I think that other things are doing it but it's really you because God you can require my life today because tomorrow's not promised. I could be right here in service and be gone. So God, forgive me for the things that I've taken for granted. Forgive me, Father. I thank you, God. You're a loving God. And I connect with you today. I love you, God. In Jesus' name. I, my heart is extremely passionate for souls for building up and it's no need for us to come here Sunday after Sunday and leave here to say no need 